the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. And it's time for our legal segment with uh, Rhode Island uh, top attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off Boston Globe had a story that uh, coming up next week, and this is one of those uh, stories that you had predicted that this money laundering uh, trial regarding Jeff Britt, political operative, uh, working with Speaker Mattiello, you had predicted that it would not go to trial. And um, Ed Fitzpatrick of the Boston Globe did the story, he is now reporting that um, next Wednesday they have a, uh, a pre-trial conference, but he's going to be, uh, I guess, zoomed in from uh, Mr. Britt is, is staying in Florida. If he came back, I guess he'd have to be quarantined. But there's um, certainly seems to be speculation that they could be close to some kind of a plea agreement of which this would uh, not go to trial. Does that seem to line up to to you if, in fact, uh, they do have this hearing um, scheduled for next Wednesday, I think, at 930, where uh, they're going to make sure that Mr. Britt is on the the phone call with the, the prosecutors and the judge? It, it seems like a strong possibility, John. I I've really have never thought this case would go to trial. Um, the the charges um, against Mr. Britt in, in terms of the money laundering charge, that seems a stretch. That would be the felony. Uh, as far as the technical violation of election laws, which is a misdemeanor, um, the statute under which he has been charged is such a Byzantine statute. You have to read it 10 times to understand it. It's poorly drafted. If he was going to do anything, he might plead to some sort of disposition. And I'm guessing I have no inside knowledge as to the election law technical violation. Um, I don't think the money laundering charge will stick. Um, Mr. Britt certainly has an interest in resolving this thing um, if he can do so on terms that will not jeopardize his future, both personally and his future as a potential political operative for candidates in the future. Um, how he disposes of this would make a big difference to him. He's not a garden variety criminal who just wants to get it over with. He's got a profession and a certain standing in the political world that he's got to protect. Um, his counsel has done a great job of putting a political specter over this whole thing. They're going to call Nick Mattiello as a witness at trial, etc. cetera. Um, all of that makes for great publicity. 
and it makes it sound like, you know, Brit's going to push back against the prosecution and make them work really hard if it goes to trial to get a conviction. Um, I think Brit is conflicted in that if he wraps the case up, now it's not an issue for the political election season. And if Brit has an interest in hurting Nick Mattiello, um, he would want this to linger to be a continuing cloud that could um, um, have adverse consequences for Mr. Mattiello as he campaigns for re-election. A trial, if Brit wants a trial, is not going to happen at least until next year under the current COVID situation. So if he wants a trial, then this sort of goes to the back burner and it's not really so much of a potent issue if, if anyone wants to talk about the Mattiello uh, component. Um, I don't think this is ever going to go to trial. I think Britt will cut himself a very favorable deal before the dust settles. And um, whether that happens next week remains to be seen. Um, typically or certainly, um, uh, Britt would have to be on a WebEx conference with the court if it was his intention to uh, change his plea and um, acknowledge any plea disposition that's worked out. Um, they're doing a, the courts are doing a lot of this uh, by video conference these days on all sorts of cases, family court cases, superior court cases, district court cases, because of the risks of having pe too many people in a courtroom. Um, I think it's likely that if not next week, in the immediate future, this case would get resolved. Britt will take some slap on the wrist and the case would be done. Um, just the fact, Tim, that they are getting together, could this maybe be several times in front of the judge that the, the defendant would, would be on with his attorney, Robert Carrente, and the prosecutor? So it doesn't mean that maybe it would get fully wrapped up, but it, it just might mean that it's getting close to potentially striking a deal. That's that's just as likely, John, when you've got a high profile criminal case like this, um, defense counsel has to do everything possible to chisel and chip and grind away at the elements of the state's case. Um, Bob Carrente has been subpoenaing documents, looking for further information, um, making this a very political um, media savvy pre-trial period where he's letting the press know exactly what he's doing, who he's subpoenaing, who he's going to call his witnesses. The media duly reports all this, which brings pressure on all sides to do something positive to get rid of this thing. It could be a few more pre-trials. It could be five or six more pre-trials. Um, there's no telling how many times it might take to get the deal done. Um, so again, this week's a possibility for disposition could be next week, could be in three or four weeks, could be in a few months. You just don't know. Now, speaking of uh, political operatives, uh, Tim, huge news on Friday night as uh, President Trump uh, commuted the sentence of, of Roger Stone. Roger Stone uh, certainly drew a lot of attention. Uh, victory lap interview on Hannity. Um, he, he, he didn't pardon him, but he commuted the sentence as he was about to re report to jail. Was Roger Stone, in your mind, was he treated uh, unfairly in the legal system or with our legals? Or, in fact, um, was this an overreach by the president? I think that Roger Stone is his own worst enemy. Um, he would not comply with the gag order that the trial justice had imposed upon him, both pretrial and during the trial. Roger Stone is his own worst enemy. He loves to be photographed reenacting uh, the Richard Nixon uh, arms race with the victory signs, which anyone who remembers when Nixon used to do that. I know Roger Stone was, as a younger man, a Nixon acolyte, but that pose and that symbolism still rubs many people who remember those events the wrong way. Roger Stone, before his trial started, attempted to tamper with um, witnesses. He did everything wrong. Um, he, if he had just kept his mouth shut and attempted to avoid interference with the pretrial process and the trial process, he might well have not been charged or found not guilty. I think that he had a very 
strong case on appeal to get a new trial because clearly the jury foreman was a visible, active, anti-Trump individual who would tweet and blog about the president in a negative way. Um, somehow this was not picked up during the voir dire process by Roger Stone's defense counsel. However, an appeal is a wonderful thing, and he might have been granted a new trial or his appeal might have been sustained after a couple of years of him sitting in prison, which wouldn't do him much good at his age. Um, and sending a man of his age to prison uh, with this um, coronavirus issue going on might have been very problematic for his health going forward. Did the president have the right to commute the sentence? Yes. He didn't pardon him. He commuted the sentence, which means that Roger Stone remains a convicted felon. Um, did the president do anything improper? No. The only way this could be improper is if the, def if the president knew that by um, commuting the sentence, he would keep Roger Stone from testifying or giving evidence in a manner that Stone would have information that could criminally implicate the president in any of Stone's conduct. It doesn't appear there's any such linkage between Stone's conduct and implicating the president in any way. The anti-Trump forces are attempting to spin this, that the president uh, commuted the sentence in a way that would protect the president from his own potential criminal exposure. That's a real far stretch, and I don't think the facts support that conclusion. Certainly, it's a political spin, which the media duly reports, but I don't think it can be backed up. Um, Roger Stone could actually, while his sentence has been commuted, he could still pursue an appeal in an effort to clear his name um, and attempt to still poke the system in the eye. Um, I think he would be better served to not pursue his appeal, to take the gift of this commutation of his sentence and just sort of um, keep a lower profile going forward for a bit. Um, again, he's his own worst enemy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. His conduct it was <laughs> So ill-advised. I don't know who he's listening to, if anybody, but um, he's very fortunate that the president commuted his sentence. Folks, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show with us, Attorney Tim Dodd. Coming up, a lot more. Plus, we're going to talk about it. Boy, that uh, high-profile firing of uh, Nick Cannon and um, and also George Floyd's family going to go after the city of Minneapolis. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401 710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock. At 5 of 9, a truck appeared in my driveway. It said, Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer Excuse me, within five minutes. And then, I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401 710-7096. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401 321 2799. That's 401 321 
1-800-242-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401-434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. They will buy gold silver other precious metals old broken new silverware jewelry serving trays tea coffee sets or pieces listen why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need call leo at vero industries 401-434-8900 impeccable reputation folks they know the industry better than anyone and they'll give you what it's worth your gold silver also a buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend evening appointments are available. Two locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them Vero Industries. 401-434-8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time, 434-8900. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. With us is Rhode Island top attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, uh... Mick Cannon is someone he's had a, uh, he was a singer and then he switched over more to entertainment. He was host of a television show. He also is on the radio out in uh, Los Angeles and he has a syndicated show. He's, um, he, he, uh, was doing, he was doing a podcast. Apparently I was unfamiliar with this podcast, but so he has all these different vehicles. And in one of them, he's interviewing this person who's former, rapper with uh, public enemy i believe and they both start talking about um obviously very anti-semitic remarks um regarding the power of jewish people and um, the difference between white people and black people and jewish people anyway viacom that that owns the the program he's on fires him and he's now trying to say that it was racist that he was fired and almost trying to make an argument that he has and I hear these people about what about his freedom of speech and people often get confused about the element of freedom of speech. And you're, you're an employee of uh, Viacom in this situation where, you know, when you say outrageous anti-Semitic things, you, you can't fall under the protection of freedom of speech. Well, Nick Cannon has once again exposed himself to be a total idiot. I mean, yeah. his conduct is remarkably foolish. His inability, presumably, to understand what he has done, um, I guess, isn't surprising. Um, maybe he does know exactly what he's doing, and he's got people trying to spin this thing that he's, he's now out there saying he's entitled to an apology from Viacom, which is quite astonishing. To give it a little bit more context, Nick Cannon was speaking with some other um, unsophisticated, unintelligent guy who calls himself Professor Griff, who used to be a member of the rap group um, Public Enemy. Now, this Professor Griff um, has said before that uh, Jews are wicked, Jews are evil, and he has the facts to prove it. Um, both uh, Professor Griff and Nick Cannon were quoting um, Louis Farrakhan, virulent, anti-Semitic, um, racist. Um, he's, he's loved and admired in some quarters, but he's reviled in other quarters as the reverend. But during this particular podcast, um, Griff was saying that, uh, you know, these evil Jews, they control the music industry. Um, and Nick Cannon, rather than saying, you know, 
let's go easy on saying such things, saying, no, no, keep going. You're speaking facts. You're speaking uh, facts. So Viacom gets wind of this, is duly uh, outraged by these anti-Semitic comments. Um, Nick Cannon also goes on during the same podcast to um, suggest that uh, Caucasian people are threatened by the um, black race because the black race has more melanin in their skin and melanin is the key to everything. I mean, if you listen to his comments, um, they're almost impossible to follow. They make very little sense. Um, But he and this guy Griff are in there speaking as if they're uh, conveying absolute fact. So Viacom fires him. He then reaches out to Sherry Redstone, who runs um, Viacom, saying he he tried to reconcile with her. And he said, quote, if I said anything that pained or hurt her or her community, then I apologize. So if I said anything that pained her or hurt her, he's not saying I did it, I acknowledge it, I know it's wrong. He's not even owning it. He's saying, if I said something that offended someone, then I apologize. So that's not really an apology. Um, He then goes on to say that his firing was wrong because he was not afforded due process. (laughs) I mean, due process is something that you're entitled to in the criminal world if you are prosecuted. If he says something so outrageous and he is terminated, Um, He can challenge his termination. He can sue Viacom claiming unlawful termination, violation of an employment contract or anything else. But to to say that it's a due process issue kind of misses the point, which is kind of not surprising based upon the totality of things that this guy has said. Um, Remember this by point of comparison, when um, Don Imus got fired for saying, um, uh, racially insensitive things. Yeah, um, he, about he, the he, Rutgers he, women's basketball team. Yes, and he challenged his termination, and he relied on his contract uh, in part that, you know, he's a shock jock, if you will, and part saying outrageous things was part of his shtick. And ultimately, he got reinstated. He was compensated based upon his contract. Now, Nick Cannon might have a similar cause of action to bring of it against Viacom, but um, to say this was racially motivated and that's why they terminated him um, it is either being so unaware of what you've been doing and how offensive it is, or he's simply not a self-aware guy. Um, I've got to believe that he's surrounded by people who are kind of coaching him at this point to try to salvage. uh... Folks, we're speaking with uh, attorney Tim Dodd. We're going to have a lot more right here on the John DePietro show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110, 336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service. And also, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. 
a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. We're speaking with uh, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, this is an interesting story with the New York Times where you have someone that – basically quit and and it has a a lot of people wondering exactly of the atmosphere over there and who exactly they they force out but this this story about barry weiss i i would i mean you you tell me i would think that there'd be some kind of legal ramifications that could come off of this whole thing yes barry rice barry weiss was one of the op-ed writers assistant editors at the uh, new york times and she resigned, and her resignation letter was like a 1,500-word manifesto about what's going on at the New York Times. Um, she claims that she was uh, subjected to a hostile work environment, to bullying by other employees of the New York Times, that she was called a racist, that she was called a Nazi. She considers herself a political centrist and her conclusion is there's no room for a centrist at the New York Times. Um, In the past, she has um, written um, pieces for the New York Times critical of the Me Too movement. Now, she's a woman. She's critical. Um. The other thing that she's done is she's criticized the um, believe all women position regarding issues of uh, sexual assault, et cetera. Um, So she says that there's now a divide at the New York Times. On the one side, you've got people in their 40s who are simply liberals. Then you've got the people in their 20s and 30s who are, quote unquote, woke. And they're far more extreme than the liberals. So the former liberals, who would have been the former leftists, are now considered the centrist in New York Times speak, and that the young woke people are intolerant of any opinion, any position, any article, any words, any statements that don't conform to their ideology as being the young woke, ultra far left um, new wave or next generation. And she says, this is an intolerable situation. And she was also complaining that the New York Times has done nothing to support her or like-minded people that they roll over. And she says, you know, the New York Times should be the paper of record. The New York Times should not cave to the Twitter universe. And it's mostly in the Twitter universe that she was criticized. And the New York Times I guess, did a head count and saw more people on Twitter opposing her than supporting her, um, which leads to her resignation. Um, I think that she would have a good lawsuit um, if she could um, substantiate her claims factually. Um, I'm sure there's tons of internal emails, tons of internal phone calls, texts and the like, which would support that if she was exposed to a hostile work environment, that she might have a claim. When you have a claim for a type situation, 
she must prove that she has complained to her superiors of the treatment that she was receiving and that her superiors and her employer did nothing to adequately address her concerns to either speak to those who were bullying or um, trying to muzzle her or take some other corrective action. Those would be essential elements for her case to have legs that she complained to her superiors, they did either nothing or something insufficient to address her concerns about workplace hostility. Um, if she's going to pursue a claim, one would hope that she had vetted this uh, resignation letter with her counsel because in 1500 words, um, words can be twisted to mean all kinds of things if you know she wants to litigate. Um, Hopefully, or presumably, this is the first salvo in a larger campaign that she will have to seek redress against um, the New York Times monetarily in a um, civil cause of action. Um, she should pursue that. And the fact that the New York Times is sort of mum, they've reported the fact that she left, um, but it doesn't appear that there's any interest in the New York Times of changing its editorial position. Recall about a month ago, the, the pre, prior uh, editor of the op-ed page resigned over essentially the same concerns. That's that, right. And, you know, that, that editor left because there was such an outcry by the woke generation that works at the New York Times for simply printing um, that op-ed piece by Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas. Yep. There's there's no room for divergent opinions. They may as well eliminate the op-ed page, John. That's what an op-ed page is for. It's so that a variety of opinions on issues of the day can be put forth. It doesn't mean the paper agrees with them. It's just printing various positions of citizens and organizations. If you can't have that, then you're not having a free press. You're muzzling free speech. And again, anyone who hasn't read it should go read 1984 because this is all what George Orwell predicted 75 years ago is now happening. Well, and, and as we discussed, Ed Acorn, you know, was kind of pushed out of the, of the Providence Journal um, because a lot of his editorials did not coincide with how a lot of the more left-leaning liberal reporters felt. And, uh, and, and to be honest, I haven't read the Providence Journal editorial pages since Acorn left. There's no reason to. There is they no reason have, to. Yeah, no. they just have people sending in different things. Tim, there's another story that uh, I think this is going to take a little while to go, but family of George Floyd announces they're going to sue the city of Minneapolis and the police officers involved in the killing of Floyd. Uh, I would imagine it's not a matter of whether the city's going to pay. It's a matter of how much and how quickly they're going to dispose of this because i can admit there's no way that the city wants to have this go on trial no the city can't have this go on trial the city's exposure it will be in part to look into the issue of police training um you know selection of officers uh the disciplinary process again we know that this um the the guy that kneeled on mr floyd's neck had I think something like 18 prior complaints, which led to disciplinary hearings. I guess 17 of them were somehow unfounded. One was legitimate, but he didn't lose his job. Um, what are the policies? What is allowed in, in terms of um, police procedures? Now, if the officer who knelt on the neck violated all the public all the public policies the police training manuals etc and he did something rogue and something criminal the question becomes if he did something rogue and something criminal on his own um, does that implicate the city and its finances for his criminal conduct that remains to be seen um, remember in baltimore a few years ago the freddie gray situation where um, the officers who went on trial were all acquitted. They were all found not guilty. And the city decided not to continue prosecuting the officers who hadn't reached the trial. I think six officers were charged. I believe three went to trial. I think there was a mistrial. There were a couple of not guilties. The city stopped pursuing those officers criminally. However, even before those cases went to trial, 
the city decided it was going to pay out millions to Freddie Gray's family. I think they paid out prematurely. I think that if they had waited and seen that these officers were being acquitted, they might have paid something, but clearly not as, I think they paid something like $6 million to Freddie Gray's um, estate. Um, this case in Minneapolis is different because the conduct of that officer was so outrageous, um, so wrong, all caught on video, um, just despicable, despicable conduct. Um, the city's going to pay out, but their defense may well be that this guy did something which was beyond the pale. He had no authority to do it. Let's assume an officer just at a stop decides to pull out a revolver and execute somebody. Well, he's working, but his conduct is not within the scope of his employment. Would the city be on the hook for something like that? Could be a very central issue, but I, I, I agree with your first day, but I think the city is going to settle quickly uh, to get this behind them um, because it's nothing but bad PR going forward. And the attorney that uh, the, um, the Floyd family has hired is well-versed. He's, he's the go-to attorney for these types of cases around the country. He's very effective. Um, he's got a very nice way about him. And he gets the money. And that's the main thing for these families who have lost a loved one through um, this type of police conduct. He gets the money. So I think having a tried and true and tested attorney on their side will induce the city to pay lots of money sooner versus later. Tim, I, I, before we talk about Ghislaine Maxwell, I, I just want, wanted to mention and thought you could mention legally this business of seeing more and more of this Lincoln man accused of hitting a 63-year-old with a car during mass dispute. There was a man in Michigan who started to stab at police, and they shot and killed him. For It started with a mass dispute. Um, as much as people may want to say something when they're seeing someone not wearing a mask, and it started with the man a dispute again, uh, making a, a comment for someone not wearing a face covering as they're leaving a, a store. Um, we're, we're seeing more of this lead to altercations and fights and violence and people getting arrested. Any any legal advice for people that maybe you do want to say something about someone not wearing a mask, but it, it just seems to be escalating more and more to physical violence. Yes, if you're offended by someone not wearing a mask and you want to challenge that person, um, you really don't have any legal authority to do so. They can tell you to go jump in the lake or something much more vulgar. Um, but these cases are escalating. I think, John, it's, it's not a legal issue, but there's a lot of pent-up frustration. There's a lot of pent-up anger. Um, and people are intolerant of others. So those wearing a mask are intolerant of those not wearing masks and vice versa. We've seen it locally. Look at what happened just in the last couple of days at the Brickley's Ice Cream um, right. place in um, Wakefield. So there's people in there, the, the young kids working, scooping the ice cream, ask people to put on a mask. The customer, I think, in very vulgar um, oh. language responds that they're not going to do it. There's jostling out on the patio where people would formerly hang out and have their ice cream and they're told to disperse because they're too close. People almost come to blows. The owner says, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm not exposing yeah. my young kid employees to this type of vulgar, um, intolerant conduct with the threat of physical violence. There was a similar incident at George's restaurant where there was a mask or no mask incident. There was some a, a physical altercation. This is happening around the country. Um, so I think if you if you want to be like, you know, citizens saying, hey, you should be wearing your mask over there. Well, the authorities, if you want to take the law into your own hands, be ready to suffer some adverse consequences because someone may not be very receptive to your telling them how they should be uh, behaving, whether you're right or whether you're wrong. Um, be ready for some adverse consequences, both verbal and possibly physical. Yeah. Um, it, we it's, did. it's a very difficult time. There's, you can People are on edge. I, I call this the summer of our discontent. I mean, everyone's, I like everyone's, everyone's irritated and edgy yep. and off balance. The whole world's off kilter. And it doesn't take more to set. It doesn't take much, I should say, to set people off. 
And you you then had that mayor, the mayor of Providence, Mayor Lorza. He was even encouraging people to mask shame, which uh, obviously then, you know, he's been silent about that. But that was encouraging people. Tim, finally, we're following the legal path of this uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was associate, girlfriend, friend, whatever you want to say, cohort with with um, the, the whole thing with Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, where do things stand with her? And she certainly was not allowed out on bail. No, her her attorneys did a good job. They tried to come up, judge, we will agree to any set of conditions. We'll post any amount. Just don't keep her in jail because it's not a safe environment. They played the um, coronavirus card that she'll get sick if she's in jail. Um, They offered to have her with an ankle bracelet. I think their best play was they offered to have her, instead of being confined at home, that she'll do her confinement at a luxury hotel. Give her a luxury suite at a hotel, and that's where she'll stay. The judge said no to all of it. The judge said there's no combination of conditions which can adequately ensure that she will not attempt to flee. She's got the means. She's got the money. She carries several passports and other forms of identification. Um, she has multiple residents. I think they said she's moved 39 times or something in the last couple of years to avoid detection and avoid arrest. Um, so she's a sophisticated player, and she's clearly, clearly a flight risk. And if she were to get out of the country, and if she were able to get herself to a place that has a non-extradition strike that does not have an extradition compact with the U.S., if she goes to a non-extraditing locale, um, she could completely hinder the um, government's attempts to um, uh, proceed uh, on behalf of the uh, claims that the victims of Epstein have against his estate. Uh, I think the the most telling, I think if I was uh, Miss Maxwell with the money that she has, I would be taking out full page ads in major newspapers saying, I am not suicidal. I repeat, I am not suicidal. I have no intention of hurting myself. Because Epstein, you know, either he committed suicide or he didn't. You can choose your position and look at the medical evidence which supports either that he did or did not kill himself. Uh, She's in prison right now. She is required to wear paper clothing and sleep with paper sheets because they are afraid that if she had cloth clothing or cloth sheets, um, that she's a danger to, again, kill herself just like um, Epstein did. Um, Is it legit or is it not legit? I think that the prison has got the specter of uh, suicide out there. Um, If I was Ghislaine Maxwell, I would be very afraid of the treatment I'm going to receive in prison. Um, there's, there's powerful forces who would like to see her silence. So she's going to be really, really careful inside the joint that something um, unfortunate does not come her way. Um, you can almost see that you can almost see this shaping up for a similar sort of end with her as occurred with Epstein. Folks, he is our uh, legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again. You too, John. Take care. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. And it's my health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family. Plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. 
stop in and see Marie. Pop by. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call today. Free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV, or an off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook, and their website is aemazika.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM. 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that, on the dashboard, at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on Radio Show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. Johnson Propane. Folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621-8129, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's. They're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane. Propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies. Here's the thing with Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out, and they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week. Right next door to Wendy's. Credit cards accepted. 9 to 7 each day. Stop it and see Phil. And he never runs out. He's always backed up. Since 1971, you can depend. Johnson Propane. Bring in your propane tanks. Call him 621-8129. Better yet, stop it and see him. 904 Manton Avenue of Providence. Right in front of the stop and shop. The guy is a legend. And right next door to Wendy's, it's Johnson Propane.
Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop it and see Ron and Melissa. First of all, how about free coffee for police and military? Ron's Pastry Gourmet, you're going to find an incredible selection. Now, they are right off of Silver Spring Street right near the cellos, and then next to AAA in Providence. Look for them on Facebook, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. But you can find them, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right near Branch Avenue, but right around the corner from cellos, and inside, well, sausage and peppers, eggplant, all delicious calzones, meatball calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, pizza strips, and then the most delicious cannolis, brownies, Delicious cakes. They'll make a special cake for you. And also the Trump chocolate-covered donuts, Trump soda, and also Trump cupcakes. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, the number one bakery in Rhode Island. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. They're right around the corner from Cellos, right off of Silver Spring Street and right near Branch Avenue. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they're right near the AAA location in Providence, Stop in and see them. You're going to love it. Get some of those Trump chocolate to cover donuts. And they salute our police and military. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today. Your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online, they have a great website, lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service, they make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn, best lawn guaranteed, call them today, 401 401- 392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate 401-392-1025. Lawn doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line. Lawn doctor. Go online. Check them out. It's lawndoctor.com or call them today. 401-392-1025. Lawn doctor. 